I'm actually super excited to talk about this topic today because I feel like it's something that like adds to passions that like I have this one passion, you have another passion, and then it just goes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and we all just go like this, and then we just all go like this. <laughs> Perfect. So, I'm actually really excited about it, and I, what I like about what we have planned, is that there's so much like here's a little step you can make or like here's something fun you can educational of like yes. what we're leading up to you know mm -hmm. and so we have a fun little finale <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like with um like starting with what secondhand shopping is i feel like it's really just things that are thrifted or used that have been loved previously by another owner yeah. and being able to get secondhand, whether that is clothing, books, furniture, kitchenware, jewelry, like I am all about that. Dude, most oh. of my things are <laughs> so skipped. Little side <laughs> point: apparently, we can share pictures on here. And to um, Vanessa's point about wishing there's a PowerPoint, I wonder if we could share images later. We'll have to test that out like on our own. We shall we totally should. I also think though we have um we have a bunch of notes. I think we could if like anybody does want to like have what we have right now, mm. just DM us and we'll send you the notes. Yeah, I started keeping I don't know if you noticed at the bottom of a page, I started keeping Virgo notes. <laughs> I did. I saw your Virgo ass. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Because like, wow, we have so many topics where I'm like, I wanna think about this again. You yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So back to secondhand shopping. So it's kind of, I feel like Macklemore really put this thing. So like, and I know this sounds weird. In my mind, he low-key put this trend into motion. And I mm -hmm. think what I, like, and granted it was like a white dude and I wish it was but, someone else. Right. But in terms of like media and the way that people took it to like yeah. Facebook and made it a momentary thing. Yeah, it definitely helped with the fad that began. And now I think um, with that, a lot of people have really shifted their lifestyles, I would say. Um, and I think it's really cool. Most of my stuff is secondhand or like gifted to me. That's kind of like where I'm at at this point. Um, like I don't buy stuff like firsthand at all anymore. <laughs> like firsthand? I don't know. <laughs> um, so, but I think people think that like, oh, it's all about thrifting or going shopping when in actuality, there's so much more that you can do. For example, like Tina and I are in exchange with two of our best friends where like we all have a group chat and we pick what, and like we send in clothes that we're giving away and whoever wants it, wants it. And then you send it off to that person. Yep. And that's a great way to first off rejuvenate your closet and second off, ooh. What's y'all's thoughts about how some thrift stores have raised prices due to the trend? Mm, so I actually have, uh, I have thoughts on that. Going into kind of our next bullet points, I had a list of some local thrift stores. And the reason I wanted to bring this up is because thrifting is a lifestyle for me growing up without money. So mm -hmm. the way that my family thrifted everything from my baby crib before I was born um, until now we're like I thrift my hobbies which is my film cameras and yeah. so I know where true thrift stores are where the funds 
are accessible and affordable for consumers, while also some of them actually do benefit local organizations. And yeah. so the money, you know, the monetary go through the community like that is sustainable for me. And there are other ones like I think with clothing exchanges, um, I, I see increases there because it's higher quality, you know, it's newer and they are more picky with what they buy from people who sell. I would say a lot of those places are also trying to keep up with the trends right. when you see those higher price tags. In my mind, like it's like I think of um, Buffalo Exchange, like mm -hmm. they won't take a good chunk of your things right. because they're like, well, we only want like the good stuff and then they'll mark it up. And like, in my mind, that's not something that can benefit people who like this is how they need to live their life due to like their economic situation. Right. So I think back to the question of like, the, mm, I would say like thrift store, clothing exchange, secondhand shopping, they all kind of mean the same thing. But I mm -hmm. think knowing like the location of where you're shopping, also just like where clothing exchanges are, like where there's a lot in Roseville and that it's a little more suburban out there versus like the thrift store that I go to at the corner of my house in South Sac. It's very, very different very different looks vibes right but they're both secondhand and they're both valid in that way and so there it's definitely something that is happening because they have to keep up with the market so in some cases um the thrift store is literally called the thrift store on the corner of my street is literally called the thrift store <laughs> and so <laughs> that store actually was i believe was privately owned before and actually started conjoining with weave which is a local sacramento organization mm -hmm. for domestic violence and so the reason they had to do that was because i think they were about to go under as a store yeah. they couldn't afford to keep up and similar with thrift town r.i.p um they also couldn't keep up and that was right at the beginning of covid and in march of last year where people either stopped donating stopped going out it, they just couldn't keep up with the market. Yeah, I think like, I almost wonder a big part of that in my mind has a lot to do with how much fast fashion has increased. I think of like um, websites like, what was it like, Shein? Shein? Shein. I call it Shein. Shein. <laughs> but like, but like, um, Zawful was huge and like I went through a thing. Zawful? I definitely bought from Zawful. But the thing is, it's like those places, like they sell things for so cheap but like they completely mistreat everybody, even the consumer within that. And that is who, but it's so fashionable and in trend and, or like in season. And that's something that thrift stores or secondhand shops or antique shops or anything like that can't really keep up with because they're not able to just pull things from a manufacturer. They're yeah. dealing with donations. Mm-hmm exactly and then with fast fashion the exploitation of workers a lot of those workers i'm sure they don't like to be exploited but the reason being is people need income to meet their basic needs and that might not even be sustainable for meeting those basic needs of housing and food and just caring for family members yeah i mean a lot of these places they work with sweatshops Mm -hmm. Like that tends to be the way that they go about doing things. Um, I also think that 
when it comes to that it's just generally what i mean what this thing what this whole episode is about is also the sustainability that comes with secondhand with buying secondhand or with getting secondhand things it's so much better for our planet for us to really be conscious of where we're buying from and to like try to find other sources beyond you know amazon or just like general websites or it like big corporations that may not be getting their clothing or their goods in the most ethical way Mm -hmm. and it's it's most likely not ethical so like knowing how like walmart clothing is is cheap or walmart's an example but clothing that is cheap the reason that it's cheap is because the labor is cheap and because the exploitation of those workers and most of the because the goods probably aren't well made it's not because of because it's fast fashion it's fast they produce and produce so they don't have the time to make it quality and most of this is happening not in the u.s they labor and so they outsource products and that's why you see your tags are made in indonesia and made up made in china and made in pakistan so thinking about those places and the people that are working to make your cheap goods like of course not everyone can afford accessible and quality clothing or any sort of product like let's say like whether it's like jewelry kitchenware furniture um not everyone can afford the brand names and i think that's why secondhand shopping is so like elite in my mind i'm like it's if anyone needs to know where to go or like oh my gosh we have so many places oh fact that's a good thing i think something that tina and i were talking about actually right before this was um and the question that came up for those who can't see the comments if you're watching later is so does that mean more expensive name brands don't fall into fast fashion i feel as though fast fashion is a very abstract concept and a lot of people think like well as long as i'm not buying from amazon or from one of these websites that tend to exploit that tend to like kind of of like openly exploit workers then i'm good the thing is is a lot of these a lot of these bigger brand names that are extremely popular or like that are known for being designer level um they're not any better or they're not much better if anything And they're not doing great things to their workers generally. Sometimes you can find really awesome ones. I mean, so we were, when I think Tina was saying, oh, like look at like better brands. I, we were thinking specifically like Girlfriend. Girlfriend Collective, I think is its full name. Yeah, they do like active and like loungewear. Um, But I also think, I don't, I don't like the term brand of just because I think fast fashion does tie into branding and the reason why we buy cheap products is due to the brand and also due to the price and Mm -hmm. i think when it comes to high fashion i have a lot of feelings towards high fashion because i love the concept of high fashion because i like watching high fashion but it's also in a retaining type of way and not that i'm a consumer of high fashion obviously can't afford that but when it comes to like runway when it comes to like those brand designer names they do participate in fast fashion and the high events because they are the market and they tend to the demand of 
celebrities wearing what they make. And because of that, us, you know, lower human beings <laughs> idolize celebrities. And so then we want that. And they can, yes, they, they that. are the trendsetters, I would say, is like the really big thing in my mind. And then they're trendsetting the fact that people, normal people can't access what they're giving. It will then come down to other corporations that are willing to be cheaper about it and to like, um not be as not be as ethical about it even though they're not being they're not being top tier ethical let's be like these people are not not Mm -hmm. participating but it's the fact that like then because of the fact that they are setting these trends that most people cannot reach tina i'm sorry you have something give me a second (laughs) (laughs) um like i think that that can it just really impacts the way that our entire fashion industry then works yes how it then kind of goes down to these other companies yes and i think that does answer the question pretty directly is because because designer products do make are trendsetters then companies like target or walmart or amazon then want to mock those designs cheaper and like set it a little bit and then sell it as if it's it's like a knockoff version. Yeah, but and, I mean, shit, Target has some really cute clothes. Yes, I have things from Target. I'm not saying, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, and I think one of the bigger things when it comes to secondhand shopping is like the little recycle like triangle because I freaking love yeah. it. You, ha- We have the ability to reuse products recycle them and in that process reduce waste and reduce consumption and that clicks so much for me you know what's so funny about that in my mind is the fact that like when I was younger I was only taught like about cans you know like everybody was like Mm. yeah reduce reuse recycle make sure you recycle your water bottle and all that stuff and like that was the only way I was really taught how to do it you know, in my mind, I was like, well, everything else can't be recycled. My roommate just recycled our microwave the other day. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> yes, I feel like electronic recyclables are something that a lot of people are still, like, getting used to. I think I only know that because I get flyers because there's, like, local electronic yeah. recyclables. But, um, yeah, it's just, there's there are so many different ways to be sustainable within your own lifestyle and incorporate it within the things that you touch and the things that you eat and use and something really cool that i think is also becoming a trend now is upcycling Mm. so it's like when you take something like um i think an example a good example of upcycling is say you have an old t-shirt and you're like i just like you know you can't thrift it no one's gonna want to take it it's like it's got stains all over and crap like that and you're just like well do i just throw it out no turn it into a rack like (laughs) That's it. Yes. Finding a way to then reuse it in a different way. Yes. I love that. Really good point. Like, I have, you know, clothing like that where it's just so, it's not wearable because there's holes in it. Like, it's actually like not functional clothing. Yeah. (laughs) Billy loves to chew on it. My dogs love to chew on (laughs) it. Like, on it. And so, like, that's a way of reusing. Mm -hmm. There's, it's amazing how many, 
it's so funny because like in my mind I think like we have so many products in the world for everything like every mm-hmm. single action every single small thing that you do has an individual product mm-hmm. like I think of this sponges and dish soap and then the tray for the dish soap and then the and these are all things that you are expected to go out and you're expected to just buy and while that's fine and that's totally normal and everybody does it absolutely it's so interesting to then think about like okay well like if everybody's doing this how much waste are we making just with like our dish soap and our sponge and our um, little tray like how can we possibly change this maybe Uh, use our soap that's oh you're you're bringing up a lot because i when you were saying that the way that we expect to buy these certain things to fill our home Mm -hmm. that is a very american western lifestyle yeah so like i don't have a bar tray i don't think i need one i wasn't raised with the bar tray like there are these i'm not saying that that's bad is this a soap tray yeah oh okay yeah i've never heard bar tray before it sounds oh bar like yeah like yeah I was like, like, I don't have a bar tray either. Like, I wish I'd. <laughs> but yeah, like the soap bar tray. Yeah. And, I mean, like, I obviously know that exists. I just never, in my head, that's not needed. But in a very Western sense, that is a necessity, an accessory for the home. It's also like something that then makes your home better for whatever yeah. reason. Like- yeah. Yes. There is this elitism with what is supposed to look good. Yeah which I'm loving, I'm loving that right now sustainability is having its moment in what looks good. Because I know for like the longest time people were like, well, I wanna be sustainable, but it's not cute. And now we're going through this point where like people have this sustainable aesthetic or something like that. Like, like, oh, I'm on second. <laughs> I got this thing of soap for Christmas. <laughs> I think it's like, if your, if your niche with, um, secondhand things or like used products is that it needs to be appealing for you go out of your way to do that like there are ways to do that there are really awesome ways to do that and I mean one of them is I stopped wanting to use soap bottles because I knew like they were really hard to recycle and generally just went to the trash so I bought myself this really cute dish block oh nice isn't that cute I also plug there are a lot of places that are up and coming I know there's one in Auburn and one in Sacramento refill stations so stores where you can go to refill, it's very similar to bulk sections of the supermarket. And in this case, it's for like soap, um, sprays, candles, waxes, um, grocery bags. Like, I feel like this is interesting too. Does that fall under that minimalistic lifestyle that has been trending? I, I have a problem I said earlier with the word brand and I also have a problem with the word trend. Not that like, this question yeah. bad it's more of like the ways that people perpetrate it because when i think about trends i think about how people portray themselves online mm-hmm. being minimalist so maybe this goes into my last point about the romanticization of secondhand shopping oh and my god i've been talking for 25 minutes <laughs> Okay, uh, Luna underscore Vana, you have been amazing for our transitions today. I just want to give you a little shout out. <laughs> Anyways, continue, Tina. We yeah, helped so, us transition into our last point. Which literally, yeah. So, like, my big thing is that, and, and Mary mentioned a little bit earlier, that some people 
can afford to not thrift. And that's fine because that that goes into a whole like an income hierarchy. And I think the thing that I wanted to hit home is that there is a romanticization of secondhand shopping in the ways that there's this fine line that thrift shopping is trendy, trendy in the way that it is in the moment, you don't do this daily or you don't incorporate this into your lifestyle. For other people, this is their lifestyle. And I say that very passionately because it's very personal. And the way that because it's someone's lifestyle, it's very easy to appropriate it in a way. And I say that because people's inability to pay for basic necessities like clothing, like furniture, if if they are housed, um, is not something for middle-class people to consume as their own identity. I think that's the prop that's the line that I find be to be problematic yeah and it's definitely not to disencourage like secondhand shopping I want people to second please sorry I like just to kind of jump in here I like I think in like what's going on is like we're trying to say like we're not trying to discourage secondhand shopping we're trying to say that like while you're secondhand shopping while you're finding things that are secondhand maybe look at the people around you in these places or like look at the community that you're surrounded by and see if you are benefiting these people by being there or can you as a person who has the ability to go somewhere else find another resource for yourself when these people might not have that other resource yes and i would say that i mean i wouldn't like i don't want people to walk into a store and think oh i can't be here because everyone else here is oh no no no! that's not what i was trying to say yeah yeah i think i know what you're trying to say is more of like people need to be aware of their positionality when they enter somewhere especially such as thrifting even like a goodwill um because i know like we mentioned earlier certain locations serve a certain population but also aware that wherever you are if you go into somewhere i i definitely know people who go out of their way to thrift in south sac but know that the people there do rely on everything that's in that store versus people who can afford other places you get the privilege to be picky and that's fine yeah just be aware of the fact that you have the privilege to do that versus some people in some communities don't have the privilege to be picky what's in front of them is what they're able to consume yeah And I think a good way, like if you recognize that and you feel that you have the ability to find another resource or like go to your friends, see if they want to start a, see if they want to start a cycle where you all trade clothes. I mean, it's really fun and you know how it looks on a person's body because you've been watching your friend wear it. Like, you know, (laughs) like, and who knows, maybe you've wanted it for months now. I don't know. Like there's so many other ways to go about finding these resources in a way that then doesn't take that resource away from people who might not have access. Yes. And And I'm going to find this later, but I have a really good TikTok I found about like appropriating thrifting, but that's another thing. And I think first on your story and then I'll post on mine. And so, um, like going off of what you just said, Mary, like there's a ton of ways to be sustainable, to shop secondhand, and also to be ethical. If not all of three of those things, you can have like a few. And so like one thing we talked about, Mary and I was like, we were saying to just give yourself a budget when you go shopping mm-hmm. and the budget when you go thrifting. And so it's like, be aware of what you can consume and what your limits are. 
And another thing is to reinvest what you can. So like if you have high quality clothing, donate it instead of throwing it away. You're not wearing, you know, trade it to your friends. Maybe you'll get it back because you know, it's with someone that you trust. A really good tip that I heard actually is to, um, if you want to figure out what clothes you do and don't wear, what you do is you can turn all of your hangers. If you hang your clothes up into um like the opposite way in the closet so you have to like reach over rather than just reach back and then once you've used them once you've used it you then just put it back normal Uh and then after three or four months you can come back and you can be like wait i didn't wear any of this and then maybe you can do something with that maybe that's how you can reinvest in this resource yeah that's a really good idea and i think there's i mean there's a ton of places like there are physical thrift stores and secondhand clothing exchanges and there's also online options so like thread up is really popular so is depop Poshmark, uh, antique fairs etsy craigslist free um instagram like i've sold my clothes through instagram i've traded clothes marketplace also can work sometimes yes i, was- I get some cheap plants from there cute yes i personally hate facebook even though facebook owns instagram but that's a very complicated relationship no absolutely yeah it's just like sometimes it can be nice (laughs) yeah i mean whatever is accessible for you and if you live in an area where people use that often people give stuff away all the time reuse that if you have a facebook try to see if you can find the buy nothing group that is associated with the area where you live because it's literally just a massive group of people in your area that are giving away things and you can put that you can put your stuff in there you can see if anybody wants it it's a really great step before maybe putting something in the garbage mm, yeah you've picked up a ton of stuff oh i picked up oh <laughs> gosh i have so many things from there but yeah. yeah i mean there's there's a lot of different resources and i think that we have this mindset of like reduce reuse recycle can only be ha- can only happen in a couple of ways but there's so many so many cool ways that we can like find ways to reuse things to give back to the earth and a big part of that is through shopping secondhand yes and i think some resources to consume is the true cost on netflix it's a really good documentary about ethical shopping and just the cost of livelihood outside of the US and where your products come from, as well as the Patriot Act on Netflix um, by Hasan Minaj. So- I love that man. <laughs> we love him. We love him. I, we I love him. I think every single time while we're prepping for this, we're like, oh, there's that one episode on the Patriot Act. Yeah, that yes. <laughs> And also he's a comedian from SAC. So it's like, it's come so on. Nice. Anyways, our finale, because we got to wrap this thing up, is that Mary and I have worn and created an outfit for ourselves that's completely secondhand. Yeah. I actually have like seven outfits to pick from. Tina, stand <laughs> up. Stand up, Tina. I love oh, this. Oh, I can't like, okay, hold on. Okay, this jacket. Okay. I freaking love Thrift Town. Yeah, R.I.P sweater was secondhand these shoes and these pants are second oh there's a sticker there's a sticker <laughs> that's when you know it's thrifted <laughs> i love that so, okay okay so actually everything that i've ever everything that i'm going to be wearing which i still need to put it on um is actually something is actually things that i got from friends over the years so i got this 
from my friend Sarah Cho. She also gave me the shoes that I'm wearing today, which are super freaking cute. <laughs> I feel like I don't know how to show you, but that's them. <laughs> And then this is a shirt that I got from a friend in undergrad. And Morgan Smolin, shout out to you, gave me these cute flare pants. Ooh. Like go to, oh my gosh, I just want everybody to see how cute these are. Do you see that? <laughs> so, yeah. As uh, style, this is fashion. You heard it here. Yeah, look at this. Still trending. <laughs> um, on a small note, there's a couple of places that you can shop in Portland called uh, Buffalo Exchange. They do this thing where if you if they wind up not buying your clothes, they will still take the clothes that you're trying to get rid of and donate it to other companies. So that's really positive. Oh, I didn't know they did that. There's some Buffalo Exchanges in the Bay Area. And then also popular in the Bay Area is Out of the Closet. They um, are located in Berkeley, Oakland, San Francisco. Anastasia's Vintage, I've been in Berkeley on Telegraph, and then Nimble in Oakland. And we have House of Vintage, and then basically anywhere on Hawthorne Street, Portlanders, mm -hmm. you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Buffalo Exchange has multiple places. There's always Goodwill. There's always the bins at Goodwill. Those are always good places to go. Plus, they, t they make a point to hire people who may have some sort of disability. So that is a way that they also help our society as well. I almost worked at Goodwill. Nice. I got hired and I I didn't go. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> they have a really cool um, headquarters in Sacramento. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was a really nice interview. That's dope. Well, yeah. I think that's pretty much all we have. Yeah. Um, I hope this was helpful. We do not judge people who shop. Yep. Like we do what you do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you do what you got to do. Yeah. Oh, Crossroads is in Sac. Eco thrift, so many, all type of men. So many options. Yeah. So all many. right. Okay. Thanks, bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>